Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. Today, we welcome the legendary Bob Tebow. Not only is he the patriarch of one of the largest household names in America, but he also leads and preaches with the Bob Tebow Evangelistic Association. I'm excited because not only is he a fellow Gator, but I've had the privilege to go to the Philippines with him multiple times, and now I get to share his story. He reminds us that life is short and we should be living for things that actually matter. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to Write It Down. Today, this guest doesn't really need an introduction. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Bobby Tebow. T-Easy, Robert Tebow, Mr. Tebow. How are you doing today? I'm blessed. Good. I'm so glad to have you on the show. We met a few years ago at UF, and I've got the privilege to go on a few trips to the Philippines with you and gotten to know you better and just kind of the heart of who you are. Um, but before the Tebow name was a household name, people named their dogs Tebow, um, it was a humble beginning at UF, and you met the lovely Pam. Tell me about that story of meeting the lovely Pam Tebow. Well, I just saw her walking around campus, and um, uh, then I saw her at the uh, our Campus Crusade for Christ uh, college life meeting we had on Sunday nights, and met her met her there, and asked her out to the Georgia Florida game, and. We went out to see Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and came came back and took her to uh, Christy Chalmers' house. Uh, at the time, it was Christy Chalmers, now Christy Hebner. But uh, she, all the girls were staying there, so we took her back there. And she came in and told all the other girls, y'all pray because uh, this is terrible. I think Bobby might like me. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that would ruin everything. And uh, so the next time I took her out on her birthday, a uh, couple weeks later, and a couple weeks later, I asked her if she wanted to go on a study date to the library for finals. She did, and uh, I couldn't much concentrate on uh, studying. <laughs> so wow. I asked her if she wanted to walk out to the Plaza of Americas and we walked out there and she said, I'll give you a penny for your thoughts and I said, I was just sitting here wondering whether I ought to ask you to marry me or not and uh, so that was only on our third sort of date Wow And um, so I kept asking her and I had to wear her down till finally she gave in. <laughs> uh, I'd ask her many times, and she'd say no. And uh, anyway, wow, I won. Yeah, you did win. How many years have you been married now? Well, June will be 50. Wow. Wow. What a love story. And you guys um, continued on, obviously. Um, you got married. You graduated from UF. What was your major at UF? Physical education. Physical education. And did you ever do anything with that major? Um, coached you to preach. 
coached. Yes, you did. You've coached me to preach. You've coached a lot of people to preach. Um, why, yeah. why, why the Philippines? What led you to the Philippines? Um, and one day you just, you know, feeling called to go over there. Well, it was a divine sting operation. Um, God, uh, I went to hear Stephen Olford speak in July of 1984, and uh, he was speaking down at uh, Luther Rice Seminary, which was located in Jacksonville at the time. And uh, uh, I came out of there just blown away by his message. But at the beginning, when they introduced him, um, uh, the president of Luther Rice um said we're we're going to have a trip to the Philippines for two day two weeks of uh, evangelism church planting in January if you're interested see me afterward well I forgot all after the message I forgot all about the the announcement and I didn't think about it again until in October the last Friday in October I was at another meeting and uh President Luther Rice got up and introduced uh, the speaker, and he said, uh, we're going to have, uh, uh, in January, a trip for two weeks to the Philippines. And I said, oh, my goodness, I forgot all about that. So I hadn't remembered it uh, August or September or October. And uh, in the last Friday of October, I, I thought, well, uh, I, Saturday morning I prayed. And I said, Father, you know where I am. You haven't lost me. I'm right here. I'd like, I'd like to go on that trip. I just had a burning in my heart to go on that trip, but I don't have any money. And uh, I was a pastor, and I didn't make enough money to go on that trip. And uh, on, I said, if, if somebody's mind came in, somebody's name came in my mind, and I. I said, uh, no, I'm not going to call them. Um, this has got to be you. And Monday morning, that man called me. He'd never called me before. And uh, he started small talking. Well, he never small talked. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always straight to the business. I said, I said, I wasn't going to call you, but because you called me, um I want you to know I have an opportunity to go to the Philippines, and uh, um, I need this and so much money. He said, um, I was sitting here praying because I have money to give away, and I'll take take half of it, and then the business matched his his gift, and I had the money I needed to go to the Philippines from the first trip, and when on that trip, it was just an amazing thing what God did. I was, because I was at the last minute, I didn't have the arrangements that all the other 81 pastors had on the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they gave me three different places to try to preach in, and I did. And uh, we just saw God really move. And uh, on the uh, way back, I flying from San Francisco to Jacksonville, I thought, oh, I got to preach Sunday. This was a Thursday night. And I said, oh, never mind. I'll just tell them stories. And um, I had been preaching through the Gospel of Luke for uh, 20 months, and I had finished chapter 
nine, and um, I said, okay, um, I just tell stories, but then the Holy Spirit said, no, that's not the way you were trained. Hmm. So I said, okay, all right, I'll, okay. So I turned to Luke 10. Luke 10, two says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he may send forth laborers into his harvest. So I said, okay, I got it. I can preach that. And God gave me a little outline and and uh, preached that and told my stories because exactly what I said. That's exactly where I've just been. Yeah. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Right. And so I and preached that Sunday morning, and I ended. And I said, "Let's we have to obey the scripture." So the scriptures, the command here is to pray. So we're going to pray and. Said, led my congregation. Said, um, Father, you, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Send somebody, anybody that you want. Send me. Send anybody in the church. Send anybody in the world that you think needs to be there. And uh, but the harvest, it's your harvest, and it's it's what what you want to accomplish. So. so have your way with us and so about um two or three weeks later i was driving uh to alabama to speak and christy was with me she was asleep on the front seat she's only about 11. Mm -hmm. um no she was uh eight actually at the time i remember now and um Excuse me. Mm -hmm. My arm went off. <laughs> um, she she was asleep, and I was just driving along, singing hymns and having peace of God, and and um, all of a sudden, God took the peace of God away from me and troubled me and said, "You go." And I said, "Okay, okay, I'll go, I'll go." So I didn't tell anybody, but I. When we got home, this was before cell phones and yeah. e ease of calling people. And uh, I walked in the door and I said, Pam, God called us to the Philippines. She said, I know. Uh, I told her my story, and she said, well, at the same time God was talking to you, God was talking to me. And I hadn't even been to the Philippines, and I, didn't, I, had, I was debating with God, what about this? What about that? How are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Where's the money? And um, finally I said, okay. And so wow. the same time God was dealing with us in two different states. That's and insane. and uh, so we, I prepared my church for my leaving and uh, went and drove across the country seeing people and trying to raised money and didn't have any and uh we got to oregon and and uh, and left wow we left without without enough money to, to go and said people said you can't go you don't have the money and my board said you don't have the money you, you, you can't go and i said well god didn't call me to raise money god called me to go so he can he can either let us get there and starve or he can find money and wow. and take care of us talk about and faith i mean you have to have a level of faith well you have to have a lot of faith to obey what god's telling you to do and then trust him to do his part um at like how many kids do you have at this point 
We had four. You had four kids. When, when we left, they were nine, seven, four, and one. So you had Christy, Peter, Katie, and Robbie at this point. So we had Christy, Katie, Robbie, and Peter, yes. and then Timmy was born in the Philippines. In the Philippines, yes. And so you go, you get to the Philippines. How many years are you in the Philippines before Timmy comes along? Um, two. Two years. And then um, after five years, we came, moved back. God told me to move back and travel. So we moved back, and I started traveling from the Philippines to the Philippines and other countries. And then um, in 94, God brought Charles Stone to me, and uh, and we started taking teams. We took our first July team in in uh, in July of 94, and uh, since that time, since then, we've taken somewhere around 900 different Americans on trips. Wow! This episode is brought to you by Executive Catering. Executive Catering is dedicated to providing unrivaled event planning, cuisine, and service for your wedding or special event. They have excellent food, service, and staff. Head over to their website, executivecateringfl.com, for more information. And by the way, I'm still the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now back to the show. I've gotten to go on two of those trips, and they're incredible. Um, How many islands are in the Philippines? About 7,100. Yes, lots of islands. I mean, the pasture, the pa- the pastoral staff you have over there, they they travel by boat for 30 hours. They travel by bus. They travel from all over to get to the places where your teams are. Um, and you yes, just have a, an incredible organization and hearts um, behind that. But but tell me, Bobby, what is the secret to not worrying? Because it seems to me that you never really worried about money because you just knew that God was going to come through for you. So for those that are listening, what is the secret to trusting God and not worrying? Just take God at his promise and believe him. And uh, you believe God or you don't. It's a decision. Faith is a choice. It's like love is a choice. The Bible says, love your wife, love your enemy. You have to make a decision to do that. And the Bible tells us to believe in God. Jesus said, you you believe in God, believe also in me. And uh, so we're commanded to to believe. We're commanded to have faith. Uh, So... You, you, it's a choice. You're gonna, am I going to believe him or am I going to believe what I see? Hmm. If I believe what I see around me, um, I'll be believing a lie. Because mm-hmm. um, the world, if I look around me, the world will tell me something wrong. The world will tell me, you know, chase after this or chase after that. And I says, no, you just follow me. Trust me and I'll... I'll, I'll deliver you. And so mm. that's, yeah, it's, a, that's it's about, not that complicated. No, it's not. But it, people want to take matters into their own hands. I know I'm tempted to do so uh, when I look at the circumstances around me, but I'm always um, happier and more joyful whenever I obey him and watch him come through for me in big ways. And that's, um, yeah. that's just the most incredible part. And something that, you told me one time on a trip, there was two things you told me at a trip. 
Uh, one is when we went to McDonald's, you said, are you going to get any ice cream? And I was like, I don't think so. And you're like, come on, get some ice cream. And I was like, okay. And you're like, but it's going to make you fat. So that's one thing you told me. And I remember that. I was like, then why did you, then why did you beg me to get ice cream, Bobby? Um, but one of the other things you told me was if, if God will give you his only son, don't you think he'd give you his wallet? And that's, yeah. that's always stuck out to me because I think about that a lot in circumstances. Um, well, the world tells you to chase money and to chase your dreams. And God tells you to trust him with your money and trust him with your dreams. And um, I think that's the coolest part about your story. And also just kind of uh, with your story with Pam, but also the story that Pam, um, when Pam was told to get, get an abortion, uh, by all the doctors, and then you know Timmy comes along, and that whole story has been told multiple times. But from your perspective as a father, um, with five kids, and you have eight grandkids, eight, nine, nine, nine grandkids now. Um, and so, tell me what that's like to kind of be the patriarch of such an a God fearing family. Well, uh, we're not the only one around. Um... But it's it's great to see your kids um, following the Lord Jesus and doing living for Him and and uh, raising their kids to do that. And none of them are perfect, but they're all working at it. And uh, um, it's it's um, one of the most pleasurable things in life mm. yeah what what was it like seeing um tim play at uf because he had a dream of doing that you're a gator some of your closest friends are are gators so what was that um those four years like for you as a father it was a lot of fun yeah yeah it was it was exciting um Seeing him do all the things God gave him the ability to do, and him doing them, and then giving him the credit and and the influence he had, and he still has. Um, that's that's the biggest thing. The influence he had had then and continues to have now. Yeah. Uh, that'll be that'll be influenced for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Some, he doesn't have to play, keep playing there to keep having influence. That's true. It's true. And and something that people might not know about you, but if they spent some time with you, they would know this about you, is how soft of a heart you have. And I've seen you um, a few times well up with tears with just so much pride and joy over your son, but also the pride and joy of the people that come and serve with you in the Philippines. Um and you, how many trips do you have each year? Because you take teams, I mean, pre-COVID, you've, you took teams um, quite often. We take teams in January, we take teams in July, and we take teams in the fall, usually October and November. There's usually three times. Uh, we also have a, a trip in April uh, that's a staff, for staff training we, every year we, for a week, we get all the staff all over the country and bring them together and have uh, in preaching and encouragement and prayer and and um, training and and uh, that's a a big meeting for the staff. 
Mm. So those four, and then occasionally we're adding something else to to that schedule, mm-hmm. going to um, some unnamed countries and where we have work, and um, uh, we've been in a lot of countries. Yes. And and so the way that I got plugged in was I had given you a call. I believe you were um, on a trip for your birthday in January. And I had, this is a couple of years ago. And I called you and I said, hey, I'd like to do my senior project in the Philippines with you. And you're like, OK, like you're going to preach the gospel. And I was like, yes, like for sure. And I was on a plane within like a week and a half with you to the Philippines. And you you taught me how to talk to the students And I remember you were sitting there watching me and I'm like so nervous because you're just like sitting in the back, just like, I forgot everything you taught me. Um, And so I go up there and then I said, you know, Bobby, how'd I do? And you're like, you did a good job, Brooke, um, but you forgot to take, you know, Jesus off the cross and tell them that he rose from the dead, which is like the most important part of the message. And I was like, I'm so sorry, (laughs) but I've gotten so much better at that. Um, because okay. you would always point that out in me. Um, but what is one of the most favorite memories you've had on your trip over to the Philippines? Oh, my goodness. It's a big uh, question. I don't, I don't know. There's just too many, too many to count. Um, I mean, I maybe certainly among them is watching my children get up and preach and lead people to Christ. Remember the time on there was one day uh, I went with Timmy and one other girl, and that day Timmy preached in eleven high schools and to about twenty nine thousand people, and uh, just had a boatload of people trust Christ, and uh, that was that was a great day. I can think of you know. Times Peter went so many times and Christy went so many times and they all got up and preached and the thousands and those were great memories. The proud proud moment as a dad. What would yeah. be your um, because you are a man of God and you also listen to what God's telling you to do and you lead you lead your family well but you also lead people well. What would be your biggest piece of advice? to the men out there that are listening? Well, um, stay in the scriptures, and when God speaks to you, do what he says. That's the way to have success in life. Yeah. Success in life is not money or things, possessions or houses or whatever. Success in life is knowing the will of God and doing it, and God's not trying to hide his will. If we if we're willing to do it, he's willing to show us what what he wants us to do with our life, and our our life was made by him, so he knows the best thing to do with it, and he will make the most of it, and it'll it'll count. Mm, that's good. Before we get to the end of our show, I'd like to ask you a few rapid fire questions. Just some fun questions, and then we'll get to our write it down and your last little piece of advice. But first question is, would you prefer crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Crunchy. Crunchy peanut butter. Have you always been that way, or is that a new thing? Yes. Always been a crunchy peanut butter. Interesting. Uh, Funniest person you know? 
besides me? <laughs> you know, the person that I enjoy laughing, watching laugh the most is my wife. Pam, does she have a great laugh? Oh, she has. But she has a... To say something that gets her to laugh is, is and I just love watching it. Aw, she's got the sweetest smile, too, that lights up a room. Um, what was one of the best days of your life? The day I trusted Jesus, give me eternal life. How old were you? Sixteen. Sixteen years old. Where were, where were you? In Tennessee, Young Life, Young Life Conference, Christmas Conference. Wow. Okay, and then last question before they write it down. What is your... Um, favorite NFL team, if you had to pick one. I don't have one. You're not an NFL fan? I'm not an NFL fan. Why are you not an NFL fan? I got better things to do in my life. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, I miss you and your brutal honesty. All right, Bobby Tebow, we're getting to that point in the show where we ask each guest to give us a nugget of wisdom to write down. So, Bobby Tebow, what is your write it down? Well, People live their lives as if this were the end result. This is not the end result. We are, we are not eternal from eternity, but we will live forever somewhere. And we will, uh, as such, we need to live our lives for eternity in the future for when we meet Jesus and when we stand before him so we can give an account and um, and hopefully have him say something like, good job, well done. Um, we need to live for eternity. Write that down. Write that down. Bobby Tebow, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you, and I hope to see you soon because I miss you. Miss you too. Come on, we'll get going to the Philippines. Yes, yes, we will. Go Gators. Go Gators. All right, bye, Bobby. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on our website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later. You don't have-